pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome back, everybody. One half of the Horizon League season is officially in the books. And, well, we've already started the second half. We're already a couple games into the second half of the season. And we have another big one coming up here tonight as the Oakland Golden Grizzlies will be on the road taking on the Youngstown State Penguins. That'll be on ESPN2, of course, at 9 p.m. tip-off. And, of course, a familiar voice will be on the call, the voice of Horizon League Basketball on ESPN. Of course, Jordan Burnfield, he's our guest on this week's Reach the Horizon podcast episode. So let's bring him on. Jordan, I hope you are doing well. I know you are, uh, you're on the go and uh, you're making some time for us. We appreciate you as always. No problem. Yeah, I'm on my way to Oakland shoot-around as we speak. You're going to have a chance to catch up with Coach Campy and company coming up around the corner. Let's start with Oakland. How about Oakland? Because things did not look good for them in the non-conference. In fact, they came in really kind of trying to figure out what their identity was. They've been able to turn things around. They're 7-3 and three in conference play uh, in a very deep horizon league. This conference is pretty much what we thought coming in. We knew there would be a log jam there, especially in the middle and right there at the top. I believe like two games separates the teams, uh, one through five at this point. It is a cluster, but in a fun way. Talk about Oakland and how they've been able to turn things around coming in to the conference portion of the season. And, uh, well, they have their hands full tonight with a very good Youngstown State team. Yeah, certainly this Oakland team, you know, they started 2-11. and They've won eight of their last nine, and here they are now at 9-12 and and 7-3 and in the league, as you said. I think that Oakland always had the potential to be what they are right now. I think that the early season struggles were a combination of things. One, they weren't particularly healthy. You know, they had several players that were dealing with injury, especially around the time we saw them in early December. Two, they played a pretty challenging non-conference schedule. And, you know, when you do that and you're one of the Horizon League teams, you know, I think it's something to prepare you for league play but your record is not likely to be great. I think Greg Campy knew that. I think he kind of took the long view with this. And, you know, I think he was challenging his guys, but kind of felt like, you know, the, the non-conference record may not be the prettiest, but if we can survive it and get healthy, we're going to be playing better. And then I think the third thing is they're defending a lot better. I mean, I think when you look at the game that they played on Monday against Detroit Mercy in the Metro Series, look what they were able to do on Antoine Davis. I mean, I think that Antoine certainly is – you know, deserving of all the accolades that he's gotten. We've talked about him plenty on our broadcasts. He's tremendous. He's obviously one of the greatest scorers in the history of college basketball, men's or women's, and deserves all the attention he's got. But he really struggled in that game Monday, even though he was able to get into double figures. And I think you have to give Oakland's defense a lot of credit for that. The other thing that I would say is because they're playing a lot better, I think they're believing. And I think that that's such an important part of what's going on with Oakland of late. I think, you know, any team that has talent, it's one thing to know you have talent, but it's another thing to know we're starting to play well, we're getting the results, and if we keep doing this, we're going to be okay. 
And now that they're starting to stack wins together, uh, I think that this Oakland team certainly is as dangerous as any team in the league. I mean, you, you've got guard combination that is really, really good. Um, obviously, Trey Townsend has been one of the best players in the league all year. And the way Jalen Moore is playing, you know, he's been one of the best guards in the conference as we expected. So uh, it's been a, a good run for Oakland. They're playing really well. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they look tonight because they've defended extremely well, but they're going up against a team this evening in Youngstown State, as we know, that is scoring the ball just in, in incredible fashion. Youngstown State's another team that, you know, they, they were given their uh, their due, you know, in the preseason polls. They were right there at the top. But while everyone was talking about uh, Northern Kentucky and Wright State and Purdue-Fort Wayne, and then, of course, this Oakland team, of course, there was Youngstown State who was being led to, of course, Dwayne Cohill, just a, a big-time talent for them. I got a chance to watch him a lot when he played at Dayton out of the A-10. Uh, then he entered the transfer portal and ended up at Youngstown State. I thought that was a great fit for him. However, I was used to watching him be kind of a very good role player option for the Dayton Flyers. And now he leaves and he develops not just into uh, a very good basketball player, but a star. And he is one of the go-to guys for them. And he's just uh, he has a motor on him that separates him from a lot of talent in this conference. Youngstown State, a very fun team to watch. And I think this matchup that you have on ESPN2 tonight is going to be one uh, that it's going to come down to the wire, and Dwayne Cohill's a name to keep an eye out for sure. Yeah, I mean, Cohill's been great. He's been one of the best players in the league, and I think that when you look at the way that this thing has evolved for Jared Calhoun, you know, when he started at Youngstown State, he started by, you know, kind of trying to bring in players that could be there four or five years and, and really cultivate talent. And then as he started to turn this thing around, you know, he added some key transfers and they started to add some key players that have really gotten them to the point that they're at at this moment. And, and Cohill is one of those guys. You know, I think that um, the last four or five years, you've seen a lot of the same faces. Cohill coming into this program a couple of years ago has really kick-started this thing forward. And, and obviously now, I think that when you look at what Cohill has been doing, the way that he's been able to step up, as you mentioned, and you look at sort of the totality of what they are, I mean, it's exciting. I, listen, we haven't in the eight years – I've been doing this package for ESPN. We haven't come to Youngstown. And, you know, I should remind everyone, I don't pick the games um, because sometimes we, I, I get those uh, questions. Hey, well, how can we never come here? It's not my decision. Um, but I think that the reason why Youngstown hasn't been selected, and I think they can tell you this, is just they haven't been near the top of the league. So it's exciting to see now that we're here. They've earned this spot because guys like Cole Hill have – helped elevate Youngstown State to a level that they have not previously been. I mean, they're they're working on three straight winning seasons, which is really exceptional for this Youngstown State program. It's something they haven't done in a long time. And Cohill's been one of those key members of the team, and Jared Calhoun really has this thing rolling. And they're playing exciting basketball, too. You know, I don't know what it's going to mean for them down the stretch, and maybe these are questions that – They'll have to answer whether they're going to be, you know, good enough defensively in the Horizon League tournament and all that. But when you're fifth in the country in scoring, it's it's exciting. I mean, they're playing exciting basketball, and and Cohill is certainly one of the guys that's made this thing go. So uh, we're excited to see Youngstown State tonight. We're excited to be here in Youngstown, and um, you know, I, I think it's going to be great. I hope that this red out in the arena tonight uh, gives all the energy in the world. Um, to, to our broadcasts and and uh, makes the Beagley Center a fun place to see a game. 
If Jordan Burnfield with us here, Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Every time you watch Horizon League basketball on ESPN, of course, uh, the voice that you are hearing is the voice that you, of course, hear on those matchups. And uh, we always love having Jordan on, especially, you know, before the season tips off to kind of talk about the expectations. And then touching base now at the halfway point of conference play, it's kind of interesting to see kind of what we expected coming in and how some of it's shaked out and how some of it has not shaked out. You know, as different as the league looks this year, the more things change, the more they stay the same because we're talking about teams like Youngstown State at the top. Milwaukee's been a surprise. Cleveland State loses Dennis Gates, but yet here they are right here in the top four. The more things change, the more they stay the same, though. Northern Kentucky, Darren Horn, I mean, that's just a train that keeps on going, and uh, no one's been able to slow them down. They've just been quietly doing their own thing, and there they are at the top, 9-2. and two. They got a win last night over Green Bay. Uh, Wright State was able to knock off Milwaukee, which we'll talk about in a moment. But with that Milwaukee loss last night, that puts Northern Kentucky at the top, so low in first place. NKU will have Milwaukee uh, coming up on Saturday, a big one out of the Horizon League, of course, in a battle of one versus two. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. And listen, I think that, and you know this well, I think we can stop worrying too much about the non-conference records of teams because you knew that Northern Kentucky was going to be one of the best teams in the league. I I mean, is this a surprise to anyone? And it's not to me. you, You knew that they had the talent. You knew that they had a lot of guys returning. I mean, you think about Warwick and Vincent and all these guys that Darren Horn's been able to put together. What, what I loved about the hire when they brought Darren in is he's a Kentucky guy that understands that area and understands recruiting and understands what kind of players he needed to bring in to kind of keep that train rolling um, in Highland Heights. And he's done a great job. I mean, this Northern Kentucky team is really good. I, I think Milwaukee, Bart Lundy deserves a ton of credit. I mean, I just felt really bad for the way things went last year for Pat Baldwin and PBJ because there was just so much hype going into that and they're such good people and you wanted them to do well just because of what it meant to the league to get a player like Patrick Jr. to choose a Horizon League school. Now we know he did it for dad and everything, but it was still awesome that he did. It was unfortunate that he was hurt and it just didn't work out last year, but you're bringing a new coach. You have no idea. I mean, I know in the, in the, the era that we're in, you know, with the transfers, the way they are and the transient nature of players, you know, you can turn things around in one year if you, you bring in the right guys and Lundy's done that. I mean, it's been great to see what they've been able to do. You know, Justin, one thing that I, I was thinking about before you and I started talking, I think every year we always say like, Oh, the horizon league is going to be wide open. Cause it's like a trendy thing for media guys to say, right? And a lot of times, it's not really that true, right? There's maybe four or five teams that have a chance to win it, but I don't think it's as wide open as maybe some media people would say that it is. I think in the eight years that I have been doing these games, maybe in the 10 or 12 years that I've been covering this conference, this might be the most wide open year that there is. Because I think I could argue, honestly, that there are eight teams, maybe even nine, that wouldn't shock me if they won the Horizon League tournament. And I don't think that was true in previous years, but I do think it is right now. And, you know, I don't think that we would have said Milwaukee was going to be one of those teams this year, but certainly now I think they could win this tournament. I mean, I think it all goes all the way down to maybe even RMU has a shot to win this tournament. I mean, unfortunately, you know, things have been rough at the bottom for IUPUI and Green Bay, and I think those would be obviously – 
shocks if they were to advance to the championship of the tournament. But apart from those two schools right now, I think it is wide open. And, you know, the other school that I would mention, and you know it well because you cover that team, I mean, I know Wright State's record isn't great, but would anybody be surprised if Wright State won it again? They still have a lot of talent there. I mean, Trey Calvin obviously is sort of the leader of that team, but the, the, the numbers that Knowles put up and the amount of impact that he's been able to make on Wright State, would it shock you if they won the tournament? Of course not, right? So I, I just think that when you look at the totality of this thing, I mean, you mentioned NKU. They played play great, obviously, and they're at the top at 9-2. I think if, you, if we had Darren Hork on right now, he would tell you, hey, we're playing great. We deserve credit for that. We're going to be talking about NKU a lot. But I think that there's a lot of teams right there. You know, anything is going to happen down the stretch. Uh, and so that's why this league is so fun and why I enjoy it so much. Because I think as we hit the turn, so to speak, this thing truly is as wide open as it's been. This isn't me asking you to pick your favorite or anything, but just based on, I mean, you've had a chance to see some of these teams. Look, Northern Kentucky sitting at the top, but the teams there in the middle of the pack, you know, Purdue, Fort Wayne, they were kind of picked tied with Northern Kentucky coming into the season to win the league preseason poll, of course. But uh, Purdue, Fort Wayne, six and five, Wright State, five and six. Uh, you know, Detroit has Antoine Davis. They're four and six in conference play, but they're not, that roster's not whole yet. I mean, we know that when they are whole, that, that could be a dangerous team too. What's the team that we're, no one's focusing on right now? Well, everyone's focusing on MKU at Milwaukee. Of course, you have Oakland and Youngstown State tonight on ESPN2, 9 o'clock to tip off. What's the team that nobody's paying attention to that maybe you just mentioned it with Wright State? I don't know. But what's the team that no one's talking about right now because their record's buried them a bit that you think is most dangerous down the stretch as we tip off the second half of Horizon League play? You know, it's a hard question to answer, Justin. Uh, I like uh, I like that you're trying to stump me here uh, on on a game day here. I, honestly, the, I I think that they're all sort of getting lumped together in a certain way because of the records of the teams and the standings the way they are. I think the way I might answer that is to say, Wright State. I hesitate to say that they're not talked about though, because I think they are talked about. I mean, this has been one of the premier teams in the Horizon League for many years now, and really since Scott Nagy took over there. I mean, they've been near the top of the standing. So I don't think that we could really fairly characterize them as sort of this underdog or a team that hasn't been talked about because I think that would be a little bit inaccurate to suggest that. That said, I think that because they're not at the top of the standings, I, I mean, it would not shock me in the least if they came out of the league. The reason is you still have several guys on that team that got to the mountaintop last year. I know that the players that they lost – were huge losses, and obviously they are feeling that this year. I mean, to lose two guys to major conference teams in Basili and Holden, I mean, that's it's not really replaceable at this level. That being said, as I mentioned, Noel's been incredibly good, and the numbers he's putting up are amazing. Um, Trey Calvin, we know, is great. I mean, Finky, as a, as a sort of defensive player and, and leadership qualities of him uh, can really help them as a glue player, when you can go down the list, guys, and and I think that the reason I picked them too is I just have so much respect for Scott and what he has done and the way that he has moved that train along at Wright State for so many years. And that's not to take away from any of these other coaches. I think there's great coaching in this league, and I'm not just saying that. I think, you know, I, I've said this for a long time. I think there's some really, really skilled and talented coaches in the Horizon League. So. I mean, I think that it could be a number of different teams. The other team that I might say is Purdue Fort Wayne, and I hesitate to say, again, that they're under-talked about because I think 
they are talked about. But, you know, John is another great coach who's got a bunch of guys back. I mean, I think the reason why they were picked at the top of the league is because they have so many guys back, because there was so much you could sort of bank on going in to think that they would be near the top. I know that they haven't played the way a lot of people felt that they would. But, again, it's another team that, you know, there's there's no reason not to believe that they could get to the finish line given uh, the talent on that roster. So I think those might be the two. I don't know that they're really you – know, I don't really know that I'm going out on a limb here, um, but I think that those are certainly two that I would talk about. And, you know, we're talking about Youngstown State a lot tonight, but they haven't gotten talked about as much because they haven't been to the top of the mountain. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they finish. And Oakland, you know, the, the two teams that we're, we're seeing tonight – Oakland has been that team since I've been covering the league that has sometimes had really, really outstanding rosters that just haven't gotten to the end of the tournament. And I think maybe this is the year because they haven't, you know, they're not getting as much attention as they normally would, but they're as talented as anyone. So, you know, the beauty of the Horizon League, Justin, is that, as you well know, is that there are years when there can really be four or five teams that can challenge it. This year, I think there might be eight or nine, and I'm just fascinated to see what happens down the stretch of this league. All right, good stuff. Jordan Burnfield, voice of the Horizon League uh, on ESPN. Of course, you'll hear him tonight on ESPN2 as the Oakland Golden Grizzlies take on the Penguins. Nine o'clock, the tip-off. Jordan, you are the best. Thank you so much for your time. It's been a fun first half of conference play, and the second half is already geared up to be just as fun. Wright State knocking off Milwaukee last night. That was a great game. And then Milwaukee, NKU tomorrow. You have Youngstown State and, go- and uh, the Golden Grizzlies tonight. It's a fun league, that's for sure. And Jordan, we appreciate you being on board. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Justin. Talk to you soon. All right. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. We'll do this again next week. Thank you, everybody.